establishing connection to science night. Please stand by. Science Night team, it is great to be in New York City, the center of the universe. Look at the... I, you know, we're here in Times Square, and I thought they got rid of the, the Marlboro Man smoke, but um, uh, it's a little hazy, isn't it? I think it's because this? cannabis legalization happened in New York not too long ago. That must be what it is. Really? It doesn't smell like college here, so I'm not sure. Yeah, there's kind of like a distinct maple scent to the smoke. What, the, what is happening? Ooh. Can we go find some waffles? Yeah, let's walk over to this newsstand, this uh, this newsie that's just hawking, hawking the New York Post. Nope, nope, let's take that back. Uh, <laughs> we, we got the New York Times for sale over here. Uh, take that one back, too. <laughs> <laughs> we got the New Yorker. All right. <laughs> yeah, you know how they sell the New Yorker on newsstand, <laughs> on corners. Oh, hey, look, it... It seems that, hold on, it just says Canada is on fire. Um, so it looks like two of the biggest areas of timber production in Canada, being southeastern Quebec and just Alberta, the part of Alberta where there are trees, uh, seem to be on fire a little bit more than we'd like. Um, and because of that, you know, I'm looking around the streets of Manhattan and it does kind of feel like one of the last scenes in, in the new Blade Runner movie uh, when they go to Las Vegas. You know everyone saw that new Blade Runner movie, right? Yeah, it has a really happy ending, which I'm sure our humanity right now will have. <laughs> so what you're telling me, James, is that in Canada sure. right now there's a little less timber production and a little more timber reduction. Yeah. So let's talk about this. What does this, what does this mean for the future of humanity, right? We have Canada's on fire. Let's sit on this park bench right now and don our Dyson rebreather things that the rich can have and still go outside and talk about this fire and what it means for climate change. I'm sure this is a one-off thing. We don't have to worry about this well into the future and anything like that, right? Right. Well, this seems like a big problem for Canada because they're really only known for three things. Beer, ice, water, and wood. And if you're burning mm-hmm. one of those things... Yeah. Well, I think I think 3 and 3A, wood and then the maple sap that comes from yeah. said wood. Yeah, it's um, all part of that, right? Yeah. Ho- hopefully the fires are selectively not getting to the maple groves. I think the thing we have to hit on, too, is, like, the news is, is covering this like it's not affecting the United States. Like, this is purely a Canadian problem like Jason said, but I think what we have to remember is that this is like the longest land border in the world and that we're very connected. And a lot of these forests that are currently on fire are, are running uninterrupted from one country to the other. Two is that, Hey, we're, we're currently in the creative zone of being in New York city right now, which is just choked in with smog Jason, you're a baseball fan still, right? Allegedly? Allegedly. How many baseball games have been canceled uh, directly related to this fire? It's been like five or six so far, right? None that mattered. 
true. It has been Yankees and Phillies games, and they are famously <laughs> bad at baseball. But yes, several games have been canceled. This is a problem, right? If you wanna, if you wanna play 162 games, right? I guess the like the actual big issue, not just like not being able to watch the Phillies lose in late innings, is people with respiratory problems having to stay inside again because the air yeah. quality is so bad. And even staying inside isn't that helpful, right? I mean, without an air True. purifier, it's difficult, still difficult to breathe. And those things are are critical right now to be able to breathe indoors at all. Yeah. I mean, it just looks eerie out there. You see these, like, orange skies. And the sun just mm-hmm. looks like this bright orange ball. It's not looking normal. Um, I mean, this is what we're seeing when you have slight increases in our average temperature. Right. They have major consequences like like wildfires where conditions are dry. So you have lightning strike and it can hit the dry brush and start these wildfires. And then you have conditions where countries are or states in the U.S. We've seen this, too, where they have like do not burn anything. Don't burn any wildfires. Right. Don't start bonfires. And then they do in these conditions, and then they start a wildfire. So I, I did see a video of Halifax's mayor um, having a message for his city, don't violate the no stupid policy. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. You couldn't get away with calling it a no stupid policy in the U.S. <laughs> for several reasons. Number one, <laughs> it would offend so many people who <laughs> should be offended by being called stupid because they are stupid. <laughs> But also, um, you know, it's just not an effective way <laughs> to message, right? Um, especially not in a bipolar kind of <laughs> right. political climate like we're in. It would also become a challenge at one point, right? Correct. Yes. That's a... Yes. I like that. That's a good point. If you could combine the no stupid challenge, right which I guess would be to set fires with the ALS challenge, which was dumping ice water on people. Yeah, oh, that's what we You know. would still accomplish nothing for science, but you'd put out fires. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the other thing we have to talk about is, just like any time something happens related to climate change, the misinformation, disinformation machine is spinning up, where it can't just be that issues related to climate change led to a situation where wildfires are going to start really easily from camping, from sparks, from, you know, a weak electrical grid or cars or fireworks or lightning strikes, which is a lot of the wildfires started most likely due to lightning strikes. It's got to be some kind of cabal that is lighting Canada on fire so that it can I don't know, affect timber prices? I, don't, I didn't really follow the thread. The thread was pretty wow. loose once it got to, it's not climate change. The thread actually wasn't that loose. Um, the thread always comes back to Jews. It always does. I'm not even kidding. Um, I have seen it all over Twitter um, that wildfires are the fault of my people. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, most of us don't even know how to start a fire, let alone, let alone actually do it. Um, start a, a forest fire. But, I think uh, we need to make it an official stance on the Science Night podcast that we do not believe that that is the case. Right. Go. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, but, you know, actually, 
I think your point about misinformation and then disinformation, James, is really important because it ties back to something Steffi just said a few minutes ago, which was, you know, we're talking about um, slight elevation in temperature, right? Slight changes in temperature that are causing mass problems with climate change. And it's true. We're talking about a small increase in average temperatures, right? So to us, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But to Mother Earth, it's a big deal, right? I mean, each incremental increase is exponentially worse off for the planet. Um, so when we talk about trying to keep um, sea level temperatures from rising two and a half degrees, right? Two and a half degrees doesn't sound like much. First of all, it's in Celsius, so it means a little bit more than if it meant mm -hmm. if it was in Fahrenheit. But even so, two and a half degrees doesn't sound like much, but it is a whole hell of a lot. Um, and, you know, for the for the oceans to deal with, air temperatures going up just a couple degrees makes a big difference. And so um, this is where we see the disinformation, right? It's like they will acknowledge um, that, you know, trying to keep things down a few degrees is, is, a, is the plan, but it's not a big deal. We're only talking about a couple degrees. That's the disinformation side. The misinformation side is, um, well, you know, we're only talking about a couple degrees. It's like, wait a second, it sounds like the same argument. Right, one of them is intentional. That's the disinformation, right? It's only a couple degrees, stop worrying, right? The other one is misinformation. It's only a couple degrees. It probably doesn't matter. Well, that's just wrong matters a whole lot it's just missing the context right Correct. i mean right. that's a lot of mass that you're raising up to those temperatures correct which changes everything if you want to hear more about our climate change talks we talked about it a lot in season three i'll link specifically i think to steffi and deviani singh talking about how bc a couple years ago had like every severe weather thing that you can have in the north american continent which was like heat domes and polar vortexes and wildfires and droughts just like all happening within a couple months of each other so if if we want to see a future for tomorrow listen to that episode and then maybe we'll link to some other things that is a little bit more productive instead in, including like hey maybe we'll link one of these fusion festivals we keep talking about because mm -hmm. if you if fusion works man if if true it if, could be something if big. true Right, right. Yeah, we're still waiting. Yeah. It's only 20 well, years off, right? <laughs> yeah. You, hey, at least we're closer than 50 years. So there you go. Thank you. There you go. There you go. That's true. Now we're, no, we're now only perpetually eight years away <laughs> is, is where I'm putting the minutes to midnight. Look, we're accelerating. The clock. It's, my, it's my version of the doomsday clock, but it's the opposite. <laughs> is it, shouldn't it be seconds? Like, I feel like the doomsday clock is like measured in seconds, right? I mean, it's so confusing. They they picked the wrong analogy when they did this whole clock thing. <laughs> Although Minutes to Midnight was a pretty good song. I gotta say. <laughs> well, that was the reason, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh -huh. They wanted to they wanted to get in some kind of metal metal album years from then. <laughs> well, I mean, I you know, I think that's the way things work. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've seen like a title for a grant or a title for a paper that's got an acronym in it. That's beautiful. And then you read what it stands for. It's like, wow, that was a real stretch. To you make don't want to know. You don't want to yeah. know. Just go with it. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you say we catch this connecting flight? Get out of smoky 
Manhattan and go somewhere a little bit more tropical for the next time that we bring some summer SciComm to everybody. So we're going to head out. If you want to see what we're doing this summer, follow the show at CyanidePod on Twitter. Go to cyanide.com for all of the things that we have available for you, including our new merch. We've got new cone snail stuff, which will be affected by climate change. So get the cone snails while you can. Uh, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at James underscore read three. Steffi, where are you? You can find me at Twitter at Steffi Deem or Instagram when it's not down at Starshipin. <laughs> Jason, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Twitter at OrganJM. And you can find us all leaving smoke-filled Manhattan to somewhere a little bit more tropical next time. So until then, have a great summer. The Science Night Podcast is a proud member of the River Power Podcast Mill. To find out more about our shows, go to riverpower.xyz. Can you hear me? Do you smell the foul corruption? Things get a little strange here. And what about me? Like, really strange. Grotesque stench of rotten flesh. Yet consider this an invitation to our humble podcast. I'm only just starting. Just search, and we'll be waiting to greet you with a big hello. Come here. And welcome to Pulp from Beyond the Veil.